On the Lifers Podcast. Gabe, who's on the show today? You don't ask, you don't say. Uh, today, huh? what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought there. Rick Ness of the Fig Dish fame, of the Ness fame. Yes. What else? Rick Ness, long, long time companion, <laughs> long time comrade. We've been threatening to get him on the show for a while, and it's happening. Hey, everybody, it's Rick Ness. And then for the final song, we play See Me, Feel Me, um, and he comes out and he sings it, right? And then, right. you know, and he would be really dramatic about it, right? Which is exactly how he should be. And he picks up the microphone stand and he's, you know, he starts singing, See Me. And then, as he, right after he sings that, the bass, that lead bass of the microphone stand, falls off, it wasn't fully screwed on, falls and it hits a, one of the bouncers in the head. <laughs> right. He was one of those guys standing in front of the stage. Rick and I had a wonderful time that night after the after the podcast um, at Mickey's. We, so you said. That's what I said, but then Scott. That's what you say. But then Scott said, I saw Rick, he had that look like, get me out of this as fast as you can. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. Scott thought that I had that look? Yeah. I've seen that look before. I, glassy eyed. I, I think I think Scott was just messing with you. Yeah. Well that could be. I think that sound like me. I, I think that's psychological abuse, Ben. <laughs> right. I think it's just psychological warfare. <laughs> exactly. Ben, people don't like you. Rick, Ness, do you have any chips enough stories? Um I don't I don't think so. Uh they're God, chips enough. Um, there's, well, there's one. Maybe it's not suitable for for retelling. Uh, okay. I mean, he told us a lot of stories himself that weren't suitable. He told us about stealing a horse and bringing it into their hotel room. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really amazing. Look at Lake Geneva's never seen anything like it. Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser.
And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. All right, Rick, you're on a show called Lifers, and yet you've sort of packed it in. Do you still consider yourself a lifer, even though, you know, you've got, you've got a real job type jobby? A real job type job. Yeah. Um, so you, what, 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 rocking isn't a real job type job? No. No, it's not. I don't, not really. Less typical. It's a job. For, it's so a job it's, for it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not a very serious job for serious people. It's, <laughs> sure it is. It's a job for silly. You do it's work. a silly job for silly people. You've you got money. like a real, a real job, you know. I don't. I don't, I don't like the, I don't know if academics is a real job. That's a great point. That's true. That's that's right, a great point. Think? All right, so let's go to uh, the best. <laughs> what you're asking me a question? <laughs> We're gonna do what's the best? What's the best? And we figured we'll do a top three of fig dish. Our top three Fig Dish songs. And then you can tell us little stories about the songs that we pick. Or anything that comes to your mind. And, but you are going to have to pick your top three Billy Joel songs. Okay. Um, are you cool with this game? Does, does Attila count as uh, Billy Joel? Attila absolutely counts. And I would be super pissed if you didn't pick an Attila song. <laughs> Is that Billy Joel's band before he went solo? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Who would know that? <laughs> <laughs> you. No, well, I'm going to forget it after this conversation. Really so, to put things in context, uh, Billy Joel, as how many albums has he sold worldwide? I mean, hundred million albums. That sounds right. More than us. It's a lot. He's sold more than us. So, I mean, if you sold a hundred million albums. He sold more than you and I combined. Combined. <laughs> and the replacements in Iron Maiden combined. Yeah. Like, think, well, think about that. Work uh, that think so. out in your head, boy. Maybe not. Maybe not. I'm going to look that up um, while, while, while we start this game. Go but I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just throwing that number out. It seems like it's probably uh, somewhere probably north of that. But if you sell that many records, some people are going to know what, what your first solo band is. Right. Before you went. We know. You knew. You Billy sold. Joel has sold over 150 million records. Oh my I'm going to look up Iron Maiden now. I, it just blows my mind what people listen to. <laughs> people uh, Iron Maiden have sold over 130 million, so they're not that far behind. Whoa, not that no, far. That surprises me. They're that close to Billy Joel. They're a worldwide phenomenon. I mean, so I know that Billy, he played Russia, I believe, at some point. I played yeah. Russia. <laughs> now look at you. Played behind the Iron Curtain before the Nylon Curtain. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Iron Maiden. Remember when they went behind the Iron Curtain? Yes, they played they Poland. Played Poland. What's the best Billy Joel album? And why is it Glass Houses? Get out of here! Oh, you know it. Right, so let's is. let's get let's get on this. All for Lena. It doesn't get any better than that song. And that's a good one. Why, what songs are on that? So you do? Well, oh, do we Lane. start with Billy Joel and then you you we move to the Fig Dish, or do you? Do you I don't know. How are we doing this? Guy? No. Well, he, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> <I was> just... <laughs> here's what's going to happen. Uh, ben gets to start, right? Cool. Then I go second, and then Gabe goes last. Is that sure, what it that's is? That's fine. Is that where we're at? And then Rick, you will go, 
and you'll you'll pick a Billy Joel song. Okay. <clears throat> um, okay. What? So you're you're expecting there to be interesting stories about these songs. Well, I'm gonna. I'll tell you. I know there's got to be an interesting story. Clear because I don't yes. know. Not so much stories, but commentaries. Commentaries. Can you give us that? Um, a commentary. <laughs> Let's just the first thing that happens. comes to mind when we say a song title. How about that, Rick? You know how this works. Look at him. Go ahead. Rick, sorry, Rick has that. lapsed into a coma. Look, look <laughs> how far back I'm, into I'm his, just, I'm into his ready virtual reality the, he is. I, I'm, I'm getting oh. ready for the for the song. He's yeah. like, I'm just gonna Joaquin Phoenix and her GPT myself uh, for this. Okay, you know, just say stuff that Rick Ness would say. Okay. All right. Here's a here, my first song is a song I've long enjoyed. Uh, but somehow missed the whole. You loved it long time. Missed the what has to be the great story behind or related to this song, which I'm hoping you'll delve into a little bit here. Uh, the song is "When Shirts Get Tight." I would love to hear about the video that accompanies this <laughs> song. Wow, we. Um, okay, yeah. So when shirts get tight, uh, second song from our second album. Right. This was going to be one of my choices too. You, you took it. Back. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a, a song um, written by Blake. And this uh, song is most uh, mostly known for uh, the video that we did for it. So I'm assuming that's that's the story you wanna you, you wanna get. So um, that's why he said he wants to do the story of the video. <clears throat> yeah. Why are you being so coy about this? I'm not being coy. Um, those, okay. He's not yeah, hearing so us made, through his headphones. Those video. headphones are blocking us. He's not actually hearing us. He's, those are like mufflers. <laughs> like he's wearing like an airport. Just. I thought he was just doing his Princess Leia. <laughs> I, I like the Princess Leia vibe. Um, okay, so when shirts get tight, yes, we made this video. Uh, it was um, kind of a uh, sort of a parody of. Uh, Porn, it was a porn video. video. It, was a, it wasn't a porn video. Pornography mm -hmm. wasn't happening in the video. It was a parody of uh, sort of pornographic movie cliches. There was no, there was nothing sure. happening in but the But there video. were naked women and you in a shower. That's right. You're in a shower with a woman at some point and there's no clothes involved. Um. Well. He had clothes on. Oh, he did? But there's yeah. steam. There's like steam and okay. there's. All of the body parts are strategically covered with steam and other objects, kind of like... You had no clothes on? Not the no, version. I, I saw a version of this video where there's no steam. There's like full-on body parts. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, there's two versions. Oh, okay. So you saw, all right, you saw the, the, the X-rated version of it? 
Yeah, it was, I saw it on YouTube today. Yeah. We've got the we've got the hard R version and the and the X-rated version. Right. Okay. And that one's got the fucking in it. <laughs> okay, Scott. <laughs> edit edit that out. There is there was none of that. There is none of that. So okay, yeah. So this these were uh, this was a video that was um, sort of planned by um, somebody in uh, Polygram's uh, video department, oh, and he, wow. he, he he was actually um, he knew people at Vivid Video. So these um, were actresses from Vivid Video, and <clears throat> they wanted to do this. Uh, you know this, this sort of like fake porn video uh and, it, and no one had actually done done it before and they thought it would be like funny um so we actually got jim shapiro in, in involved with it uh and he uh he had some really good ideas some really funny ideas for 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 scenes so we actually just came up with all of these cliches right like the pizza delivery guy the the police officer right how do i get out of this ticket um i think uh, so and we all played these roles right so so brian nolan um the, the 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 our drummer at the time played uh the the police officer um uh, mike was a referee <laughs> who didn't wear any pants uh i was the pizza delivery guy and um blake was some guy who only wore socks or or something uh he was in the red hot chili peppers you mean no he didn't do the red red hot chili peppers thing now that's pornographic (laughs) that's a lot more pornographic than this video (laughs) so it's uh, offensive (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of offensive. Um, but uh, yeah, so so we made this video with with uh, um, <clears throat> with these vivid video actresses, and um, they like. I remember getting to the shoot because video shoots that they're very early in the morning, right? You know, you got to get there. At, and Scott, you've made videos. You you, you got to get there at six in the morning, and you, you got to pick up the stars of the video on time at their house, and then get exactly. The um, sure. And then you know, I remember we we were you know we, we we got there and we sort of waited around, and then we went into this sort of like dressing room, and and uh, people we actually shared the same dressing room, and we were filming it at a house in Bel Air, California, that was owned by a mobster that was currently on trial for murder. Uh, <laughs> And okay, like how did they get access to this house? And so the dressing room was the little clubhouse next to the tennis court. Uh, it's just one great business de- decision <laughs> after another with you guys. I know. I know. Um, lot, yeah. Uh, tell me about it. So, um, so we're sharing this, and we—I think it was the second day we were of shooting. We get in there, and uh, there's this giant mirror in the clubhouse, right? And then the uh, second day, that mirror is no longer there. <laughs> what happened to that mirror? Uh, and then we find it in the corner, right? And uh, and we we go over there, and it's kind of like some powder. Um, yeah. And we're like, really? Like <laughs> this early? Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so uh, yeah, they they, they it's tang. They started early in the morning with with that stuff, but they were actually really cool. The 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 actresses were like they were they were really friendly. Um, and yeah. We were sitting around the table and this, this, I would, I heard them talking and somebody asked, how do you actually like keep it going um, for so long? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, how do you perform? Uh, and, and this, this guy was like, 
dude, you just smoke as much pot as you possibly can. It's the only way to deal with the shame. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See, see, you got stories. Yeah. All right. My turn. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with it's your ceiling. Damn. Now that song is great. That is good. That's one of your most anthemic soaring tracks. Wow. Tell us about it. Um, uh, Thank you, Scott. Um, Yeah, when we were recording that, uh, I remember Lou, because this was never considered as as a single or, you know, um, or anything. Um, And it was, you know, it's a pretty, it's a deep cut on the record. Right. And I remember when we were recording it, Blue Giordano was saying, um, you know, this is kind of a kind of a sleeper too. Interestingly, somebody on the internet, some he's an actor, and he actually recorded a cover of this. Uh, just uh, um, and put it on YouTube. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't. Who's the actor? Um, I don't. I can't remember his name. Can't remember his name. Um, but, uh, that'll find. It. Is it Mike <laughs> Shannon? Um, I, I can't remember. Uh. But anyways, I, I just I looked the guy up, and he's got a profile on, you know. Um, on the FBI. And the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I found somebody doing a cover, but I don't think it's an actor that we know. Some guy with a beard and, like, long hair? Yeah, I think he had a beard and long hair. Oh. Hey, do you want to see this thing for a minute? Yeah, let's see it. All right. Is this it? <laughs> Rick, is this the guy? Is this it? I think this is it, yeah. Well, okay, that's a no. So you don't think that that's it? No, that, that is it. Oh, that is it. I'm with the I'm with the pukey emoji guy. <laughs> but who is this guy? This is an actor we should know. How many How many plays has this thing got? Oh, uh, 500 a million. <laughs> 500. Uh, how many? 512 views. This might be a different years one. ago. Yeah, this was a few years ago. <laughs> Mia Mera is the account. Oh yeah, he was. Uh... You, He's in the new Scorsese movie. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Well, there you go. All right, so, Gabe, what do you got? All right, I'm going to pick something up when Shove goes back to push. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know what I know what it's going to be. Do you? No, you don't. It starts with B. <laughs> I'm taking it. Yeah. Bend. <laughs> I knew it. Bend. I believe, and I hope I'm right, that this one has a double neck guitar on it. Um. Yeah. Um, Twelve string. Pretty sure when shirts get tight, has the double neck guitar on it. Yeah, that too. Yes. But yeah. this one has a really nice sounding acoustic guitar on it. It has acoustic. Yeah. Okay, so that's why I thought it was a twelve. Um, yeah. So there was a. Did you play the twelve on this, uh, on, on stage? No, I mean I I may have. Uh, I don't think so. I may have played the twelve string just to sort of ca- capture that acoustic sound. Uh, I may have played the twelve string on a, on a, on a clean channel, um, but I can't remember. This is this is long ago, Gabe. Yeah, we all we all forget. Nobody forgets the twelve string guitar or the double neck guitar. Nobody expects the twelve string <laughs> guitar. It's like the Spanish Inquisition <laughs> or the Spanish Imposition. The Spanish Imposition. <laughs> Third Billy Joel pick. Mine? First Julie, First Billy Joel pick. I thought I thought Rick was doing Billy Joel. Yeah, we're talking to yeah. Rick. That's right. You're we're talking, talking to, to Rick. Okay. I thought you're talking to me. Okay. Um, you talking to me? You talking to me? First Billy Joel pick. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say big shot. Big shot. Yeah. Did in all of Billy Joel's <laughs> You go with Big Shot. You had to go with Big Shot, did you? <laughs> I did. Why is that? Tell us. Um, ben, do you have a story yes, about Big Shot? Yes, I did. <laughs> we, did I tell you? I probably told you this story once. We were sitting around in my friend's apartment. Oh, he really does have a story. And well, we were doing this thing. We were going. Never getting we were trying to go song for song, Billy Joel versus Bruce Springsteen, but it was all about the drummer. It was like Liberty DeVito versus Max Weinberg, and who oh. was a better drummer? Um, and I'm sure Big Shot was one of the examples of Liberty DeVito at his finest. Maybe. Liberty. De- Gabe and I will just show ourselves out. Yeah. <laughs> right I think he's great. I think he's he great. great, and he has the greatest name of a rock drummer. Yeah. Maybe I mean it's between him and Bev Bevan from Yellowstone. <laughs> Bevans, yeah. Or Carmine Apice, or however you huh? say his last name. Yeah, Carmine Apice. Apice. Ap- some people say Apice. Okay, we're back <laughs> to me, right? Shot. Oh, um, oh, oh, and you're not big shot. I think I grew uh, an affection for that song because um, uh, my yacht rock band. Uh, cover band Quadrophonica we, we actually played that song we played a couple of Billy Joel songs and right. I also uh, found out just kind of belatedly after having liked the song for a while it was it's, it was actually autobiographical this is Billy Joel schooling himself 
this is uh, kind of a, a self rant after, uh, you know, this is how he was coping with this with this hangover. <laughs> he woke up <laughs> said, I can't believe what an ass I acted like last night. I'm going to write a song to myself, berating myself constantly. And then he actually gets in you know, on the, you know, the third course when he's saying big shot. Did I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's like Leonardo DiCaprio in the mirror in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> it's one of those funny songs where like the singer songwriter <laughs> tells the band, just whatever I do, you guys do. So it's like every time he goes, yeah, had to be. A, it's like everyone is doing exactly the same thing that yeah. Billy Joel is doing. Vocally. The drums, the bass, the guitar, the piano. It's all one fucking thing. Yeah. And all, all the fancy stuff, the silver spoon up your nose. Huh. Impressing the people at Elaine's. Your mohair suit. Mohair suit, yeah. Wow, you've you've really turned me around on this. <laughs> and and, and pretty, very, very minimalist guitar solo, but kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Ben, I think it's back to you, right? All right, let's go with the obvious one. Uh, seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> seeds song we've played a, a lot of times. I had the CD single, I believe. I don't know if it yeah. was just a promo or that actually was released as a thing. It was... Uh, the oh, CD was single both. of seeds. We, we, uh, we had a... Uh, yeah, we sent out radio promos. Uh, yeah, like that's what it was. But it was also released as a single. I think it had Maybe Bury Me as a, as a B-side. I don't know. You no, also made a video. It wouldn't have been the B-side. What's that? It wouldn't have been? Okay, you probably know more than I do. Did you get sick of playing seeds every night? Um, I mean, you just like not not really. I mean, it, it, it's not that I get sick of it. It's just you just do it. it you know, um, this is a uh, I don't know. It's, it's this is a analogy that Nick Cave came up with, which I find appropriate. It's after a while they're like forces that have been domesticated, and you just take them out of the stable for a ride. Uh, and, and then you'll put them back when you're done. And it kind of just became that. It's just something that you do. Um, but so, so let me get this straight. You're comparing Fig Dish to Nick Cave? Okay. Is that what, what, no, is, I, I wasn't comparing. The, is that what's going on? You're comparing your seed song <laughs> to, see, uh, I don't see, know. You, you know like that I wasn't, so why, bad why are you... Bad seed song, is that what you're doing? Why, why are you Just because me? it's the bad seeds and your song is called Seeds doesn't mean that they're on the same level. Um, Really, uh, yeah, I mean, com- comparatively, uh, we, we, we would be the bad the bad seeds. Uh, <laughs> the badder seeds. You're the badder seeds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but uh no i was just i was just citing the analogy that was all um but no i would never i would never uh no. <laughs> anything that we did to to nick cave uh we 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 love greatest performer uh greatest performer live i've i've seen i think speaking of unbelievably inspiring how about uh ah, you know what i'm gonna take it because i know gabe wants it but I'm going to take it. Have I told you the story about seeds? What's the story? Of I thought that was the point of this exercise. <laughs> Name a song I and I tell a story. Tell a story about now you're seeds. moving on when I haven't even told the story. 
<laughs> you told a story, story about seeds. About no, I no, I told I, I made I made a reference to Nick Cave uh, and and the bad seeds that. And it's going And to then you went off on well this self righteous uh, tangent. Uh, <laughs> See, I know how it's me of some kind of self-aggrandizing <laughs> comparison to Nick Cave, which was a complete distortion. No, you you it, can save this story for your Facebook page. All right, I'm going with Lemonator. Stealing my song. <laughs> All right. I was going to tell you the story about how I almost actually killed myself making the video for Seeds, but you don't want to get it. Not interested. I do. Not interested. (laughs) Lemonator. You you are kind of a jerk. Yeah. (laughs) You you are kind of a jerk. Um, Never doing this podcast again. Um, so, uh, Lemonator. Sure. Okay. So why, why, let me ask you, why, why Lemonator? What are you, why are you? Well, I remember talking to Andrew Brightman, your A&R guy, uh, and he always referred to Lemonator as the secret single. Yeah. Right. What did he mean by that? Um, I think the secret single, so you know how bands put out singles, they put out like one, one single, which is just like the super up-tempo, catchiest song on the record, right? Um, mm-hmm. Put out, you know, Seeds is the first single. Seeds. Um, and then... That, that, where you almost died making that video. Yeah, that, that was the song, yeah, yeah the, the video right. for which I almost died. And, yeah. Okay, so that's so the secret up-tempo. single, I think what he, I actually don't know what he meant. But I, 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 I think what he like what, it's like we, we hey we've secretly released this in Croatia and nobody knows and it and it is slowly climbing up the charts so like I don't think you, you don't know this song that was a secret I'm gonna take you, a guess I think a, secret single is, is, is I think secret no. single is the song that everyone who's really into the album listens to and is like, this should have been a fucking single. This would have been the single. Clearly. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's not the secret single in a secret country with secret charts. Uh, it's, it's not that. With secret fans. With secret <laughs> bands. Um, yeah. It's not that kind of secret. And yeah, I, th- I think that he was thinking that like, okay, maybe if we go three deep on this record with right. singles, maybe four deep, like this could be it. Because you know how sometimes like if you have two successful singles, hey, let's give them the slower song, right? Yeah, another deep cut. People seem to like it. Um, and it was a couple of people's um, favorite song. Um, I liked recording it a lot. Uh, Oh yeah. yeah, got to use the Bob Mold method of of recording on that song. What's that? Um, which is uh, that's plugging. Uh, it's direct fuzz. It's plugging oh, directly right, into right. a distortion pedal and going directly into the board. So you don't have any speakers pushing air. You don't have any um, actual kinetic sound. You know, anchoring uh, the the sound. You just have the signal of in it. Right. So you get that just white noise fuzz, and that's what. Bob Mould did on uh, most of those Husker Du records, and I kind of just wanted to do that. And uh, and Luke Lu- nice. thought it would be a good song to to do it on. Gabe, it's your turn now that I've taken one from you, and it feels really good. <laughs> yeah, you took the only song it, taking from Gabe feels good. It, it yes, does. I think taking. He's got me in the past. Uh, this is this is a thing that's been ongoing. I think taking feels good for you in general. 
Yeah, but that's the one song that I always you said see. where you sound like Greg Rowley. <laughs> oh, right, right. Lemonator? Yes. Yeah. It's like, uh, it, listen to, I mean, you know it. Greg Out. I don't, I don't, I'm not hearing it. I mean, I appreciate Greg Raleigh. Open my eyes to a new kind of way. Open my eyes to a new kind of way. All the good times that you say. It's a jam. I'll go with something off the first one. I'm going to say weak and mean. I can't pretend this sounds good to me. I knew if you took that from me, Scott, I'm taking we can mean from you. I I, I wasn't going to pick. So you're stealing. Mean, I'm totally cool. You're stealing songs from each other. I like this game. Yes. This, this is like, yeah, this is like a competitive game. You should make like rules here, right? Um, yeah. Th- these are the rules. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the game. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, this is getting more and more exciting uh, by minute. Yeah. Uh, so um, <laughs> we, weak and mean. This uh, song uh, that was uh, written by Blake. Um, so he, he, he probably has more to say about this than, than I do. I always really like playing the song. I like the, uh, I just like the really kind of heavy 4-4 groove the song had um, and just kind of driving. This doesn't have a 4-4 groove. For, uh, dude. It's somebody... on the floor. Is that what you're talking about? You're think, Scott, you're if thinking somebody about Mia, should, Mia If anyone Simmons should know the 4-4 groove, it is you, all right? <laughs> I will not I will not tolerate this kind of objection. I thought you were talking about a four on the floor. Okay, I, 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 I misspoke. I thought you were basically saying it was like I was made for loving you. But that's not what's going on in this song. Scott, did you just compare Big Dish to Kiss? To Kiss? To disco kiss, disco kiss, and I stand by it. Disco yeah. kiss, yeah, yeah. Who, who are actually taking material from Menudo? Did you know that? What? No, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, this. yeah. Now this is a good story. Oh, now this Go is on. a good story. So, so, um, so you know that uh, uh, Desmond Child um, oh, yeah. produced yes. that record, Dynasty, right? Dynasty. Uh, dis- <laughs> um, or and co-wrote that. Did he produce it, or he definitely co-wrote that song? I was made for loving you. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, he probably. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. him and Paul. And right? it, yeah, yeah, uh, I believe so. And you know that he produced um, uh, "Living La Vida," "Living La Vida Loca," right? Ricky yes. Martin, Desmond Child, right. not Paul. Stanley. Yeah, <laughs> Desmond Child produced Ricky Martin. Paul Stanley <laughs> right. did. Not. Boy, I'm glad Paul Stanley did not produce Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be thinking about that later. Yeah, good. It's but, it's, um, it's good. Um, yeah, I'll have to listen to the <laughs> elder to cleanse my my mind. Um, <clears throat> but uh, at any rate, Ricky Martin was from Menudo, right? Uh, and so yeah, that's the connection to because uh, because Desmond Child worked with Ricky Martin and Menudo. Now I remember being like a, a, a freshman in high school in a Spanish class, and our teacher was like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna show the kids Menudo. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna give them some you know uh, Hispanic culture, and you know they were, uh, and so that was my introduction to to Menudo. You know, you you, you and, get sent to prison for showing kids Menudo. 
you, you do. <laughs> yeah, a kid's menudo on the internet. You can never see a kid's menudo on the internet. Okay, okay. these are these are bad jokes. Trust me, it's going to work. <laughs> um, okay. With editing, this stuff is going to be gold. Remember, remember how after the live show, we we had a discussion with Josh Cater about not letting, he wasn't going to be promoting that show to his church. Right. Rick Ness is going to have to uh. figure out a way to block the podcast from the entire <laughs> UW system. <laughs> this, this show shouldn't be anywhere near a church. So I'm... So I'm in this Spanish class and this Menudo song is playing and all of a sudden they get to the chorus and it's do, 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 do. And I'm sitting next to this friend of mine. We look at each other. And we're like, that's how it was made for loving you. Right. And then I was like, wow, what a bizarre coincidence. Like how like the same exact melody. And I never thought very much of it after that. And then, so that song was before I was made for loving you. Um, I, let me put this myth to bed. I just looked it up. The American boy band Menudo covered the song "I Was Made for Loving You" in Spanish as "Fui Hecho para Amarte" in, on their Xanadu <laughs> album in 1981. Now, who feels stupid, Rick Ness? Oh, okay. So now it was actually a school, cover? Professor Ness. But this. We, yes. we, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is a very- Excuse me, <laughs> Professor Ness. I think you're wrong about this story. <laughs> about the Menudo kiss story. Um, a lot of time has passed since I heard, I understand. I heard that song. <laughs> a lot was of time it, it was an actual cover. Story. <laughs> for, yeah. for some reason, my 14-year-old mind didn't register that as a cover. Oh, uh, I thought it was just them ripping up. Off- because of the, the language barrier, um, clearly. But but still, you know that that Desmond Child has something to do with that. <laughs> yes, he was he was picking he was the songs from a new. Ooh, 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 ooh! You guys hear this? Yeah. What am I hurry you in? I mean, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't pick this up. That this is a cover. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until the chorus kicked in that he was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Look at those arms. Oh. <laughs> Looks like they just got out of a concentration camp. What? Pretty. Oh. Pretty excellent. Oh, there's a lot of verb on that voice. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to be listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a 12-year-old. It sounds... Wait, this sounds like the Kiss song. <laughs> I think I like this better than the Kiss version. Well, they got better voices. like communism. <laughs> what about communism? This sounds like communism. Scott, what's communism? Just hit play on the, the Menudo cover. Menudo. Okay. So Menudo they actually covered the song. Covers. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up, uh, Ben. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we worked this that's, out. That's, that's excellent. It was a long way to go, but yeah. it was satisfying. 
Yeah. How did we? Wow. How did we, we start we're, we're, down this path? We're 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 smarter and and better people because of it. We, we, we know are, more about popular are. culture. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm really happy about that. And who are You're we? Welcome. Who, whose turn is it? Is Thank you, Rick, listeners. Are we up to Rick's next? Billy Joel? No, I I don't think you have you done a. Oh yeah, you yeah, went first. I went last. I, I was the last one. You went. This is we're it. back to Rick. <laughs> like, Rick, Billy Joel, number two. Okay, my second Rick. Billy Joel song. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> My second Billy Joel song is um, Allentown. Wow. Allentown. Why does that warn a while? So obvious. I mean, I thought you were like a deep cut Billy Joel type of guy. That you're gonna throw. Us, when's the Attila come in? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Allentown. I could have picked Allentown. You asked. You asked for my favorite Billy Joel songs. I, I, didn't know, this was I know. A, was a deep and, and, and it's been, so far, it's been a crushing disappointment. I can't believe you. <laughs> He actually likes popular Billy Joel songs. This is a travesty. I want obscure Billy Joel songs here. At least some, okay? some Good Night Saigon or some, you know. Some All right, how about, how about... Yeah, even I would have picked how, how about Night Laura? Saigon. How about Laura from... No, 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 no. Let's stick with Allentown. Where, where is he disappearing? <laughs> All right. Rick, I have to see what you're... What your room actually looks like. I have to know what's going on. <laughs> this is on what here. it looks like, man. I'm telling you. All right. It's it's very uh it's freaking me out. All right, so Allentown, you're sticking with Allentown. Okay, that's cool. Ben, your your final All right. I'm I'm trying to pick, pick. I, I got I like I, train I, sounds. I'm I'm a sucker for train sounds. Uh, I'm trying to pick. I wrote, I pick. I put four songs on my list in case somebody stole one that didn't have. Didn't come one. to pass. So, uh, okay, come on, don't come on, from your second huh? album, the the the, the on, song that kicks off your second album in a, in a righteous fashion. Yes, a, a, and it kicks a, a off righteous, with a, uh, a scream from a certain fella. So um, Scott um, does the blood-curdling scream at the very beginning of that song. See, I didn't even know that. This which is uh, segues seamlessly into this nice little uh, arpeggio um, that I believe I played. And, uh, I'm thinking. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's the opening track. We sometimes open that song live. Was it obvious from the beginning that that was going to be your album opener? Yeah, there seemed to be some consensus about that uh, early on. I mean, it was certainly a contender early on. But yeah, we wanted to open with a riff. 
song. You can tell that like Rick doesn't want to tell stories about Blake songs. <laughs> He's completely not interested. <laughs> Let's move that's, on. That's not true. I told you. I told you I've, I've got some more. I told some you more stories Rick songs about when shirts been picked yet. <laughs> but, uh, can I? I want that's to admit not something. True. Rick. I told you a story I, about when shirts get tied. I told you a story about weekend me. I never. I can never figure out who was singing what. And never looked at like. I don't know if the songwriting credits tell tell me those kinds of things. I never. You really can't did. tell the difference between Blake's voice and Rick's voice. No. Even a dog could tell the difference between their voices. Here we go with the psychological abuse again. Yeah. Well, I, I, excuse me. It's not so much that. It's, it's not so much that. <laughs> excuse me. This is the when Ben says excuse me, you know. Do you, do you guys have problems resetting. behind the scenes that you need to work out? No, no, no. Yes, probably. <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> no, it's not that I can't tell that there is a difference between the voices. I just don't really know who's who. I saw you guys live once at Brownies. And everything else is just me listening to the albums and not really putting it together as to like, oh, that these are the Blake songs, these are the Rick songs, and so, I, yes, I realize you there know, are different singers that sound differently. I just never in my head sorted it all out. Listen, I, I can understand people who can't tell the difference between like the singers and Pink Floyd, but like Rick and Blake have very, you know distinctive voices that's a joke right about pink floyd but pink floyd but robert no, waters so, and and david gilmore and richard wright sound really no. different there's a third no. singer in pink floyd see here you go that i didn't know <laughs> i'm talking just I about my case rick and i are just talking well at least i'm i there's i think third? there's a huge difference between roger waters ben and david didn't gilmore. know ben didn't know either what song is a third singer singing? Tell me, at what point in Animals is them? Roger Waters? No, and what point is David know. Gilmore? I don't know Animals. See, you don't know. What's that? You didn't but know. Ask me a, what ask saying. me a song from the wall. Uh, from the wall. Ask me who's singing what part in Comfortably Numb. Well, dude, everybody oh, knows that. That's, oh, all of a sudden, everybody did, knows. <laughs> everyone knows that. That's obvious. Yeah. But you didn't know. Well, fuck know. you. That's the obvious you thing. When, I, when you say Pink Floyd, that's what I think. You did right, know that we You're saying Fig Dish is more super obvious than Pink Floyd. You, you've decided. Yes. Absolutely more obvious. Okay. Scott is setting the, the, the rules here, the definition. Right. But again, <laughs> I'm decided what obvious is. It's not that you don't I, understand I, that yes. you're wrong. But I misspoke. It's not that it's not obvious that there are two different singers. Now we're mixing it in up. Fig dish. I'm just saying I never knew who was doing what. Well, you have to read our book, The Fig Dish Sessions. And we, oh, I will. I never right. understood why you guys didn't do songs where, like, you'd sing the verse and Blake would sing the chorus like or vice versa. Did that? Yeah, exactly. Like Pink Floyd. Why weren't you guys more like Why Pink weren't Floyd? you more like Pink Floyd? Tell me about it. Like, how many bands can we say that about? I like them. They just need to be a little more like Pink Floyd. All right, is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go with Nimble. Stole it again. (laughs) 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 Nothing brings more joy to Scott than stealing somebody else's song. Because you guys have been killing me these last few episodes. (laughs) I'll send you one of mine. I got one. Yeah. Okay. Nimble. Nimble. Um, Yeah. uh, 
weird uh weird song um that uh i, I think it was like an actually an acronym it was like it was a song yes. mike and, and blake worked out together it was like new improved like mike and blake like long something <laughs> at any rate um it was uh yeah I, I i like that song um i like the i like the 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 bass line um it was fun to record because um the one one thing that was uh fun about going to uh um working with lou at, at we were at we started at dreamland in new york and then we did guitar overdubs at triclops uh in atlanta which is where uh the smashing pumpkins did um siamese dream um they mm -hmm. just had they had a lot of uh we we brought our own gear they had a lot of gear there so we were able to just line up like 20 amplifiers and we could just like a b everything we were able to just plug in um and just test every amp uh for for the right sound um which is what we did i remember doing that for for nimble and 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 really i mean most of the tracks on the album um but it was uh lou and i would just put together these different combinations of sounds um and we were just sort of putting these amps together uh right and uh just like you would mix colors and we would you know we would get like a marshall uh you know jcm 800 and then we would pair that with like a fender you know champ um and uh and we would put the put the champ on 10 and then we would add like a vox to it and we would just sort of like and lou would just sort of uh kind of blend these together uh in really interesting ways no i love the way that record sound and, and i mean that was the thing like i think we kind of wanted our record to sound like that after we we heard it it was nice to have that luxury of of Blending different. Yeah. So I have two questions about this song. One, I had a cassette where this song was first. Was this song supposed to be first at some point? That's the Chum demo. Was that what it was? Um, it was. It was also uh, an A side for a single. There was a very uh, no. I, I remember having a cassette before the record came out, and yeah. Nimble was first. Yeah. It wasn't. It was a demo cassette. No, no, no. It was the cassette of this record. And Nibble was first? Nibble was first. Okay. And I'm not going to call you second, a liar. But I, the second I'm, question is, uh, wasn't the original title Nambla? <laughs> right, right. The, the North American Man-Boy Love Society. Yeah, spell it out. Um, yeah. Look, I like... It's like hanging out with Saturday Night Live. <laughs> How does A translate into society, guy? though? I think it must have been association. Yeah, association. Association, right. Um, uh, oh, let's get it right. Yeah, that was the original title, and we just we figured, yeah, may, maybe that we don't want to send the run. Maybe not. Yeah. you got to choose your fans. <laughs> um, Gabe. What do you got? You got nothing. I got something here. No, you got nothing. Let's see what you got. Hold on there. Ooh. Oh, somebody's wow. sharing their screen. Gabe's going somewhere else. Can you see my screen? Well, it's saying Gabe, that you ben, started screen ben, sharing, but I don't. Ben puts the music in these days. I know, but I, I, better I was going to. Gonna, can you see my screen? You, you really want to surprise us. I mean, us. Nothing, you really nothing's come up yet. Oh, wait. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> For the folks at home, I have the Unleashed the Kraken demo on my screen. But no, I'm not going to play it. I'm going to play this one. Oh, the cover. 
The Kung Fu Fighting Cover. You can't find it very many places except YouTube. <laughs> Let's hear this story, Rick. What the hell were you thinking? <laughs> That's Rick. It's not Blake. <laughs> you got that, Ben? That's not Roger Waters singing that. Yeah, it's got more of a Waters than a Gilmore vibe. <laughs> yeah. So it does, so Gabe, actually. Gabe is playing a Fig Dish cover, and he's asking, what were you thinking? <laughs> so, I mean, I can tell you a story about the what were you thinking. Did this cover date back to your divine intervention days, or was it a uh, divine intervention? In no, no, this was uh, di- divine intervention. Was all about '90s alternative. You know, this is about you know '70s uh, um, KTEL <laughs> pop records. So this was uh, um, this was Pravda Records. Okay, get um, rid of it. <clears throat> <laughs> and yeah, so this is this is Ken Goodman from Pravda Records. He put together this this. KTEL series, and I think that was like the third installment of it, but he just got bands to cover like songs that became right. well-known through the KTEL series, and right. that was our version of it. And uh, cover compilations were all the rage in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. We we did we did covers in, uh, on a few of those. We managed, we, we may be the only band to actually have two covers to be commissioned to, to record a cover for an album and then have the song get rejected. <laughs> We've, that's happened to us twice. Um, so that, twice, twice. The first time um, it was uh, for a Christmas uh, compilation. Um, we record, and I can't remember the label, but we recorded, do they know it's Christmas? Oh, no. We did it at Idful with with Casey Jones, and we were just and we we had Andy sing the song <laughs> <laughs> through like through a distortion pedal. his vocals and it um it was just it was a mess it was just a sonic <laughs> mess um and it was kind of hard to listen to uh, so yeah um Much didn't, like didn't end up uh they, it was they basically said no thanks and then we, we were also uh asked to contribute a cover to a duran duran um uh c- cover album and we were super excited about that. We loved Duran Duran. We actually did Duran Duran in the uh, second uh, Halloween show at right. Double Door at the, the year after right. Mario Speedwagon. Yes, and but then you fig dished it. We yeah. So and you know, and, and this was well, we fig dished it with Andy Gerber's help. I mean, this was uh, this was this was Gerber's idea. This was Gerber's idea. Um, yeah. The, so we did it in the style of Led's back to Led Zeppelin. Uh, right great chorus um 
Jamaica. So we did it in the style of Jamaica, and but we played ordinary world. called it Ordinary World Maker. And we just played, so I did the guitar part, the Page guitar part, but like playing over the Ordinary World chords, which is kind of blasphemous because Ordinary World is kind of a beautiful song. Um, we managed to, to, to ruin it. Um, I actually like the version, I think it's funny, but we had Tom Sidone sing for us, right? Here's the kick. And because he did really good Robert Plant impersonations, right? Oh, like, let's do this in the style of, of Jamaica, and we'll have Tom sing it, uh, um, and do, do, do his Robert Plant voice, and then we decided to call, we decided to give him, like, an alias, we called him Plantacy. So it was... <laughs> Ordinary world maker featuring Plantacy. How did that get rejected? <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I thought it was a brilliant I mean, idea. It ended up like, somewhere because I remember having it. It was on a. It was on a demo that we had. It didn't get released. I don't think so. <laughs> Gabe, is it on YouTube? Uh, I haven't seen. So Gabe's. Final pick as a cover. Yeah, every, that's that's fair. Everybody, I, I was being funny. Everybody picked all my other songs. Well, oh, that's fair. No, no. I mean, you know, Fig Dish were masters of the cheeky cover. We we sometimes it you know it backfired. I mean the the, the yes. Neil Diamond. We 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 actually did it. Uh, another thing. I I don't even know what we were thinking, but we were playing South by Southwest. Um, <clears throat> In Austin, I think this must have been probably '96 or '97, and uh, we. Oh, you were playing the South by Southwest in Austin? Yeah, it wasn't the the South by Southwest in. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it wasn't Indianapolis. No, that it wasn't the North by Northwest. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't the North by Midwest. Hosted by James Mason. (laughs) Bravo! Bravo! Um, Best Hitchcock movie, right? Arguably, one one could argue, but we were, we were uh, slotted to play before Alex Chilton. Uh, oh, and we uh, and then Jody Stevens, his drummer, was also his uh, his his uh, tour manager, and he called us and said, "Yeah, so we're playing South by Southwest West with you guys. Do you, do you have amps that we could borrow?" And you know, okay, this is this is big star I mean, yeah of course whatever you need anyways we decided it would be a good idea to play uh a big star song and we played so we closed our set with a uh a cover of you can't have me from sister lovers and uh-huh. and then we just sort of and we liked the song because we could just do this big freak out just a noise jam you know at the end right so we kind of dragged right. it out to you know whatever it was five or six minutes um and then uh we finished the set i get off the stage and i see alex chilton sitting there um sitting down and i i just said do you are you gonna need any of our gear should i leave any of this you know on stage for you and he said uh no thanks you know i found this other amp i'm, I'm gonna be fine <laughs> um and i said well you know i i hope i you know i hope we did justice to that song <laughs> and he said 
Oh, don't worry about it. That song deserves <laughs> to be murdered. <laughs> and like, I, di- I didn't know what, what to say. Um, yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. Some deserve. It happens all the time. Yeah. And then I think I laughed <laughs> nervously, said thanks. And I think I just ran to the nearest bar. And uh, and Blake was right there <laughs> waiting to, to, to order shots. That's a good one. So uh, what's your final Billy Joel pick? Yeah, I don't know. Is it is it a deep enough cut? Um, I do like All For Lena, but that wasn't my, uh, my pick. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Sometimes a Fantasy. Another, Which one? Another good one off of uh, Glass Sometimes Access. a Fantasy. You no, you were going to pick You May Be Right. You were going to pick You May Be Right. So you're saying I was going to pick You May Be Right and you think I've changed my mind? Yes, I do. <laughs> because because, because I was trying text. to make the cut a little deeper you, you you. Uh, Pick your top three Billy Joel songs. You go, hmm, that's tough. I'll say you may be right. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did say you may be right um, earlier, but that was right after your your text. You said save it for the podcast. So I I did some things. Oh, no, you were singing Sometimes a Fantasy, right? Uh, Had to call you up in the middle of the night. That's from Sometimes a Fantasy. Yeah. So what record is this off of? I don't think I know this song. So I guess this is a deep. It's Glass Houses, the best Billy Joel album. It's a sake. second second tune on Glass Houses, so not not as guys. Newsflash: I don't like, like Billy Joel. That's because you I haven't heard actively, Glass Houses. I actively dislike Billy because Joel. you haven't heard Glass Houses. I've heard enough you of them. You have not like Billy Joel. I absolutely. What's do. the matter with I, it's it? It's just music that makes me angry. Okay, like, well, I put it up there with Phil Collins. If you don't, if you don't, um, if you don't like Billy Joel, why don't we just have some fun with Schadenfreude and talk about some of the bad things that have happened to, to Billy Joel? Like, um, I don't know, uh, Christy driving his car into somebody's living room in the Hamptons. Oh, I thought it's always motorcycles. That's accidents. that's a bad thing that happened to him. I think it's bad for the people who he worse, drove into. Worse the for them. Worse for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's if you actually do a Google search for Billy Joel, you know, you know, some people also ask and like the other questions they ask is, is, are pretty like, what religion is Billy Joel? <laughs> what? Another one is how much does Billy Joel drink? <laughs> yes, I, that one, I believe. And I think people yeah. look that up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they hear these stories and they go, huh. How much does Billy Joel drink? Didn't he have a habit of like, like leaving nasty voice messages on on for to Christy Brinkley? Christy Brinkley, no, like rock critics who would give him bad reviews. That's cool. Didn't he do that? I think I heard it. I don't know. Here's my question: Who has aged? Yes, can I? Oh, yeah. Please yeah, go. you first. Go, Rick. You're the. Oh, guest. I was just going to say, you know, Billy Joel uh, tried to kill himself uh, by drinking furniture polish. 
and, <laughs> and, and who was the victim in this? Uh, who was the victim in uh, this the particular? Polish. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You know what? I say he didn't try hard enough. Um, ben, what well, were you going to say? I mean, <laughs> I mean, they could say, uh, you know, f- fatal if swallowed, unless you are Billy Joel. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, if he died, we wouldn't have had uh, you probably maybe you would be happy. But if we died, we should we should thank that furniture polish for not killing him because we wouldn't have this great catalog of songs. Oh, he didn't do this recently? Oh, no, no. This was, he was young. This was like early. This was after Attila? Before his solo career. It was probably after Attila. Yeah, I think so. If he actually did die, people like, why did this, this promising young artist kill himself? And they would look at the cover of the Attila album and say, (laughs) oh, I I get it. I I get it. (laughs) Say no more. (laughs) What you need is right here. (laughs) Behold, the portrait of Billy Joel. So, Ben, your question was... I was going to say something obnoxious. Uh, let's just skip it. <laughs> let's um, not end the show on a sour note. We're having said so much fun with furniture polish. Listen, oh, we can go back to furniture polish if you want. Um, it is a delight to have you on, Rick. I, I miss you, and I miss having conversations like this with you. And, and you, I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. Likewise, my friend. It was nice to be on. Thank you for having me on. And uh, sorry, my Billy Joel uh, deep cuts, uh, my my Billy Joel choices weren't uh, deep. No, it's it's going to work. It's going to cut together really <laughs> Dude, well. if you want to have a, a, a deeper conversation about Billy Joel, we, we, we can do that. Yeah, we could. <laughs> or we could do what we did. We could do, we could do lots of things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick, if you export your audio as a wave file, just drop it in that Google Drive folder for me and I can get to work on editing this at some point. Okay. Try to save your job. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is going to require a lot of editing. Not as much as you think. (laughs) (laughs) 